What's up, everybody? How we doing out there? It is podcast number six. I am Pat Daddy with Dan the Man, as always. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the NFL games this past weekend and who's got the smoke going into the conference championships. We're also going to talk about the NBA a little bit. We're going to touch on possible destinations for Deshaun Watson. And at the very end of our episode, we're going to give our top three favorite vacation spots that we like to visit when we're not working, when we're off time, we get to let loose. But our favorite vacation spots, we're going to get into it at the end. Let's get into this episode. Here we go. Hi, Pat, Daddy, PB. We're back with another Sibs on Sports podcast. This is going to be our divisional matchup breakdown. But before we jump into that, on our last podcast, we kind of ended touching on NBA, the big blockbuster trade with Harden going to the Nets. Yep. I've watched two games since him and Durant have been together. And we put out a poll. Do we think it would work all year on our Sibs Instagram? Maybe it could. Yeah, well, I don't know. Hey, you know what? And we were critical. We definitely were there, critical yeah. right when it happened. And I think a lot of it had to do with, I'm not going to lie, that the way Harden left things. So I was kind of like put off by it. So I was kind of dismissing it. But yeah, guess agree. what? You know what? Him and Easy Money Sniper, Kate oh. Kevin Durant, I'm going to give his Instagram handle. They have chemistry. And you've seen that when they were played together before. And he came out with a quote. and He says, we're older now. We're more mature. They got a flow to them, and it was um, – we were tweeting well, – not tweeting. We were texting last night during the game, and we yep. were saying, well, who's going to get the last shot? Because last night's game between Milwaukee Bucks, front runner in the Eastern Conference as well, it's going to be a good matchup to see where they rank. And they're right there. They got the W, and they both had shots at it. Yep. Uh, KD got the shot at the end and made it happen. So, I mean, they definitely have good chemistry. I worry about their defense in the long run, Absolutely. but in the Eastern Conference, there's not a real big dog in the fight there. I know Giannis has had a stranglehold on that Eastern Conference regular season title, but he doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily take the leap in the postseason, so it's up for grabs. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. We were really critical, and I think a lot of it, like you said, was how he left, not necessarily what they were going to be like on the court. Um, the, the one thing I'm going to say, and they look phenomenal together. Now, Kyrie's not in that mix, so we have right. yet to see what the, the big three will do together. But their first two games, Harden and Durant are both putting up 30-plus. So well, yeah, I got it right here. 138 points combined in the first two games for them, too. That's outrageous. That's, That's for outrageous. the two of them. They're just firing. So my question is, when Kyrie comes in, he's going to want to get his. So you're going to have – three players putting up 30 plus or someone's gonna have to take a hit in that in and that scoring section you know and on he's their a stats. ball dominant point guard so mm-hmm. that's the thing of that I I feel like they're gonna have good chemistry I'm not gonna come dismiss it right away because he's he sees what's going on with him away and he can't come in and just wreck it up so it's gonna be interesting but having three all-star MVP caliber players on the same court same uniform it will be something to watch. And their bench is going to have to come up big for them down the stretch, you know, through the rest of the season. Because that's the one thing I was noticing last night. You said it, worried about the defense. Rebounding isn't spectacular. I know, I think Durant had a pretty good night rebounding. Um, but they're going to need some somebody to step up on the bench because they're not all going to play 40 minutes a night, you know. Now, the way they were subbing last night, I think it was Harden went out a little early. Durant stayed in. 
then Durant went out. I think Harden only sat for a minute or two, and then he came back in. And I know they both love the ball. They are not, you know, rest me type guys, get ready for the playoffs. They are put me in every game. I'm going to play. May sit, may sit a couple back-to-backs. Um, sure. But they're going to need some bench help, and that defense is definitely going to need to step up. But through the first two games, they are very exciting to watch. I'll tell you Dur- that much. Durant playing playing like an MVP. I know you can't probably put him it's in the early, conversation. It's early, front runner. You can't really put him in the conversation, I think, going forward. You can – with Harden there, but it's going to be interesting to see how that balances out. But he has been super impressive. I like to see him back healthy and just getting buckets, and that's what he's doing. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Before um, we get off basketball, though, how about your Warriors? I was just going to say, <laughs> side note, my boys come back from a 19-point deficit okay. to, uh, to defeat the, the reigning champ. So that was pretty nice, unfortunately, here on the East Coast. That game did didn't you stay up? I say, did you stay I did up? Not, I, I did not. I don't believe. A lot of the reason why I didn't stay up is I didn't think we were going to have a chance in that game, to, to be honest. you know. Shame um, on you. But I'll tell you right now, I was very excited starting my, mo- my morning when I oh, woke sure. up because they yeah. won. So maybe next matchup, I'll definitely stay awake and see what they did. But a lot of it, too, I mean, if we stay on this for a quick second. Oubre had started out really rough. The last couple games, he's kind of getting his. I think he put up 23 last night, which is a help to Curry. Sure. Um, Wiseman is still iffy. I mean, he's going to be a phenomenal basketball player. He's young. He's growing. You see Draymond coaching, coaching him a lot on the court. Right, But there's some games his stats are great, and then like last night, his stats not so great. He was playing against AD, so, you know, there's that. But they're starting to roll well, a little bit, 7-6. It's, and six. it's still early. They're yep. still in contention for a playoff spot, so I like where they're moving. What's good news for your Warriors is I think in the Western Conference, we thought it was going to be loaded, mm-hmm. like all, all top to notch. And I think the only ones that really have separated themselves are both L.A. teams. They yep. both look like the top dogs. So every other team has kind of been underwhelming in there. So that makes a case for the Warriors just to get in that playoffs. If those teams aren't stepping away, they can get in there. So we'll touch on that when we get further into basketball season. But I did want to give a shout out to your Golden State Warriors, even if you didn't make it up to watch it. Hey, I appreciate it. <laughs> um, before we jump into the guts of the episode, the match, let's, uh, let's do it because you know it's all over the headlines. Deshaun Watson looking more and more like he is not staying in Houston. They did come out and say that they're going to interview Eric Bieniemy. Uh, I think this week, which is one of the coaches that he wanted interviewed before they blew him off. He also right. wanted Sala. Never interviewed Sala. He went into the Jets. So they're trying to recoup that relationship. I think it's already over. I think he's going to want out. He has all the power. Which, I, 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 let's say top three, but you can give more than that, obviously. I mean, there's, like we said, 20-something teams. But what do you feel your top three to five best suitors are for Deshaun Watson? My top three to five suitors. Now, I, was a, I thought that Houston was going to be able to work this problem out. When this news originally broke, I yeah. was one like, no, they were not going to let this guy walk away. Today, I definitely think that there's <laughs> yeah. a strong possibility we've seen the last of him in a Texans uniform. So my top three that I think he's going to go to, and now there's a lot of options and a lot of cases that you can make. Yeah. But I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears, the team okay. that passed on him and the team that regrets it every single day that they passed on him and Mahomes, and I think they will give up the farm to try to get him, and they might be just a Deshaun Watson away. keep Allen Robinson, too, you know. Allen Robinson, you could – other players will come there for sure. You got a good back there. I like Chicago. And it's a a football town. You know, like, that's a good good destination to be. And um, they would love themselves from Deshaun Watson. 
And they have a good defense to pair. Good with defense. Sean offense, we've which I think we've heard. Yes, we've heard things about Miami already, that there's an interest there in Miami. So that's one I'm going to put also in the top of my list. Now, my dark horse, which is kind of crazy, but what if this actually happens? The New England Patriots. Cue Bill Belichick with the Stone Cold Steve Austin music coming out of the locker room and going to get his boy, Deshaun Watson. You don't think Belichick is looking at this Brady stuff right now and like, Man, let me go get a quarterback that I want right here. And they're not rebuilding, so. And, uh, I think that could be a dark horse right there that no one's talking about New England. They have the assets where they could try to make a move. Why not? Maybe. Well, you know what? It's a New England thing to do. It's a Bill Belichick thing to do. You know, mm-hmm. AB was available. They went and got AB. They just, for whatever reason, they put themselves in the running for those top superstars. The one thing I will say is New England is not known for really paying their quarterbacks. Yeah. And I think next year his salary hits at like $40 million. Um, mm-hmm. That's not a New England thing that they usually do, but that was New England when it was Belichick and it was Brady, and Brady kept taking the discounts. And Belichick came out and said, said it this year, you know, we, we – we blew our load and we ran for the championships and we got it. And now we're working with what we got. They will have a lot of cap space next year. So that's a very interesting move. Um, my I, top three and Oh, go ahead. No, that's, you that's right. That? No, go okay. for it. My top three, no particular order. I have Miami up there too. I think just because that's the one team that he's come out and said, or through reports that he's come out and said, that he wouldn't in. mind going there. Yeah. Um, a couple other teams, I'm going to be a homer and say San Francisco, just because that's a nut. He, he did the tweet yes. and stuff. So that's just something that's in the mix. Right. LA Rams. McVay came out and said that everything's wow. on the table. So, you know, and for whatever reason, smokes. athletes love the LA market. They love the shine. They love to go there. So that could be an opportunity. I wouldn't discount Indy because you don't know what's going to happen with Phillip Rivers. Another good defense. Great run game. Pittman working in as, a, as an up-and-coming receiver that he can pair with. We'll see what happens with T.Y. because he's a free agent. And then another one I'm going to throw out there and a quarterback that's most likely retiring, New Orleans Saints. I don't know if they do it, but they get rid of Breeze's salary, which is one of the higher salaries. So that creates mm-hmm. that room – for them to take on a Deshaun salary. Now I know they have Winston. They have Winston and Hill and they gave both of them contracts. Yeah. They gave them both contracts. Um, But Deshaun Watson, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, that could be a little dirty. It could be dirty. I could, uh, that one seems a little. It could be far-fetched. It could be far-fetched. I feel like they got to eat the W with Jameis a little bit. Got to get get Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. Um, And the other thing I would say for New Orleans, um, this isn't Deshaun related, but if they don't go that route, where they fall in the draft now, one of those later round, first round picks, Mac Jones kind of played himself into the first round. Could that be a future pick for New Orleans there? I I mean, there's. I think they got themselves some options for sure. I, I fully agree with that. But that L.A. Rams is very intriguing. You go with the number one defense star power over there and a mastermind like Sean McVay, uh-huh. and you go in a city that doesn't have a strong fan base, but he will be a superstar, oh, like yeah. A-list in movies and commercials kind of deal. Like he could have the flexibility of doing that. That's kind of scary too. So we'll see what happens. As I mean, a fan, these... I would hate it, but it would be yeah. great for football in the NFC West for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. we will touch on it it's going to be yep. the talk of all off season i know that 
when's the new year start march 11th or march mm-hmm. 15th something like that so yeah kicks in we're not too far off we'll see what no, happens it'll be here before you know it a couple ufc fights a couple uh hockey yep. games and then we're there <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> all right patrick well let's jump into it great weekend of football some really really good football games oh um, yeah let's start with the first one rams losing to the packers rams put up 18 packers put up 32 what's your thought on thoughts on that matchup well my thoughts on that matchup and i want to say this i didn't say i called it but i think they actually took advantage of it it was the role players on green bay's offense not named Devonte adams all stepped up huge oh you called uh, it 100 like percent. the lazard the aaron jones the tanyan like all played critical parts even the um saint brown guy his his grab was huge i think they all stepped up monstrous when they had to and i feel like that's great for them going into this next game because they're going to need those guys more than ever where i still think i'm critical against them not getting rogers more help but they have some confidence and mojo going in they stepped up huge they don't win the games if they don't make those plays and um shout out to them they get the game ball for that I thought Rodgers looked incredibly relaxed out there. Looked like he just was another regular season game, that he had no worry in the world, that he was going against the number one defense, that he just seemed at ease and just knew exactly what was going to happen. They, yeah. they say that he jokes around out there that with the opposing defense, and that is demoralizing to oh, a yeah. defense, <laughs> that they are trying to bust him out, and he's just t- cracking jokes with them. Like that is your end. What do you, what do you say back? You know, cause he's got you. Yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy. And they have a lot of momentum going into Lambeau field this next week. So, um, you know, I just got to give it to the offensive mastermind. And I want to say one more thing too. Are we, are we not giving Matt LaFleur enough credit to what he's done? 26 and six in the regular season two and one in the playoffs in his first two years as a head coach. I know he has Aaron Rodgers, but guess what? But they started off a little rocky too. Yeah. Yeah. At first, but look at all the years with uh, Mike McCarthy that Rodgers, they just couldn't get this far. And the past two years, these have been like Super Bowl years for Rodgers and has Rodgers game really gotten better? Maybe a little bit, but he's always been that good. Sure. We got to give a credit, you know, a partnership, a coaching and a quarterback relationship. And we always talk about Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan as the best offensive mastermind. I think you got to put LaFleur up there now. I think you do too. He's getting it done too, you know? So I think he deserves props. If he gets to another, if he gets to a Super Bowl, he's right there. And maybe even above those guys that, that we consider the top offensive guys I, I agree with you I think he's he's turned himself into the one of the top tier coaches yes he has Aaron Rodgers but still you got to get the whole scheme together you got to coach the players right you have to set yourself up for victory and, and to win and he puts his team in a great position uh week in and week out the mm-hmm. one thing that I'm gonna say that I find really interesting one obviously Aaron Donald he only played I think 53 or 56 percent of the snaps um so the rib injury or or ab injury whatever it was had a huge effect on him you saw him emotional at the end of the game I think a lot of that is just because he couldn't he couldn't go he couldn't get in there he couldn't make a difference yeah um yeah he broke down Aaron Jones on that number one defense averaged 7.1 yards a carry and I think that was huge for Green Bay and helped open up the pass game um, and then you did. You said it, and you get all the credit for it on our our look ahead into these matchups that you called the role players are going to have to ha- play a factor in this. And Lazard stepped up huge. 
big yeah. time for them, you know? Absolutely. Um, and Rodgers was, was – I'm sorry to cut you off. No, go. Rodgers was damn near perfect. He almost missed uh, – there's one bad pass was to MVS – Big catch down there. That's another mm-hmm. – that's a touchdown right there too. And But MVS was in the right position. Rodgers had one really bad miss. So that was – that could have been another game breaker. But keep going on for yeah, sure. Yeah, well, and I think we kind of saw it going this way with our picks. We both took the Packers. Yeah. Um, I thought it would have been a little bit closer of a game. But, I, again, I'm going to say it. I think Aaron Donald being out had a lot to do with that. Devontae got what he needed to get in the game. He got his touchdown. He got his 66 yards. We said that, you know, there's there's multiple times. I think it was five out of seven times this year that he was with 60 yards or less, and they won five of those seven games, um, which is what happened. He had 66 yards and a TD, so he got what he needed to do. It'll be interesting for the Rams moving forward. I don't think there's a lot they have to fix other than possibly the quarterback position. You right. have Cooper Cup. You have Robert Woods. I was very disappointed in Tyler Higby this year. Last year, he was one of those tight ends kind of moving up in the rankings, following right. the Kittles and the Kelseys. And then he had some injuries in the beginning of the season, but really just didn't impact in much of the games that he played in. So maybe a, a tight end address um, moving sure. forward. Akers is going to be a stud. He had 90 yeah. yards in a TD in the game, so he did right. his part. Right. Um, but we'll see moving forward for the Rams. I don't think there's a lot they need to fix, but it's interesting to hear McVay come out and say, Goff's our quarterback for right now, but everything's on the table. And what I will say for the Rams is their window is now. So if you go get a Deshaun Watson, you got a couple years with those guys that are locked up between mm-hmm. the Ramsey, the Donald, and those those wideouts, the Cup and the Woods. Yep. You throw a quarterback that's a little bit more consistent in there, then this is Super Bowl bound team that you that you're you're hoping for the Super Bowl every single year. You get yeah. a little bit more upgrade on quarterback. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100. percent um, So we'll see. Packers good matchup moving forward. We'll get Great into that matchup. later in the week. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Tommy yeah. loving living in uh, in Florida and all that warmth, but it ain't gonna be warm in Lambeau. I'll tell you that much. But he's used to it. He spent 20 years in New England. So what an epic NFC Championship game mm. of two titans of quarterbacks. I can't wait for this matchup. We're gonna talk yeah. about that later in the week. I can't wait to break that down. Uh, matchup number two: Ravens versus Bills. Ravens put up three points. Bills 17, low scoring game. Well, what's your opinions on this one, Pat Daddy? Uh, my opinion on this one is game ball goes to Leslie Frazier uh, for the defensive uh, adjustments that he made from the week coming off after Indy. I said, I will be a little worried about that defense going in and damn, did they do their part on making sure not giving up the big play in the run game? Because if you give up the big play in the run game, that's all Baltimore needs to get going. They did, you know, they were able to run the ball a little bit, but they yeah. did not give up the big play. And I think you got to give all the credit to him and the defense for making the plays at the right time to make the stops. Uh, I want to give a shout out in game ball to Bill's Mafia. 6,700 fans out there. I think they made a huge difference. (laughs) Yeah, they they called for a timeout. They called that. They were a huge part. I don't know if they have the sound that's being plugged in through the stereo there too. Also, but. But you know what? They were doing their part with that. And uh, I think they get a game ball as well. Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, their connection is amazing, spectacular. Yeah. They are hitting on – they're just on the same page. They're young, they're hungry, and uh, they're doing it all. So I was very impressed by Buffalo. Well, we went opposite on this game, and, and I had picked the Bills, but I did not pick the Bills thinking that their defense was going to come out and play the way that they did. And I was very nervous about Baltimore and that run game. 
But yeah. the fact that Dobbins and Edwards only ran for 42 yards each mm-hmm. was shocking to me. So I, I, you said it when we talked uh, yeah. that night. You sent a text and said, the game ball goes to Leslie Fra- Frazier. I don't know what he saw when they were game planning for this game, but that defense shut the Ravens down. And I was stunned. The, the pass game, the, the run game. I know yes. Lamar threw that pick, that 101-yard pick, bad timing. He was driving them all the way down. But I don't think the whole loss goes on Lamar Jackson. And, and I people agree. always want to jump on him. And I'm going to give a little shout-out to him because I don't know if you saw there was a clip. First of all, he uh, left, left the game concussed. Yep, yep. Then he's walking to the team plane in the freezing yep. cold in Buffalo. Fans from both sides cheering for him. He yes. passes the bag off. He goes over there and he signs. So you can hate on Lamar all you want with his arm or whatever. He's three years into the NFL. He's only going to continue to grow. His style of play will last in the NFL, I think. And a lot of a lot of um, shows have been covering it. They, he needs a number one receiver. Yes. Hollywood Brown's not a num- number number one receiver. He can blow the top off a of defense with his speed. But for me, when I see a number one receiver there's got to be a size to that person. And I, I'm not trying to say that because you're short, you're not number one. Like Tyree kills a number one receiver, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But Tyree kills a bigger body guy. So he's able to take those hits over the middle and, and the short slants and all that type of stuff. So yeah. I think Malcolm Brown would be a phenomenal number two receiver. Right. But I think you got to get him a number one. And again, just like the Rams, I don't, there's not a whole lot that needs to be fixed in Baltimore. And there's a lot of good receivers in free agency. And then I think they need to get one out of free agency and they need to draft one as well. Like you can go for Godwin, you can go Galladay, you can go Allen Robinson. Mm -hmm. You don't think that would help this offense a lot? I mean, that would be huge. That exactly right. I'm glad you brought up that point about Lamar doing that. And I also want to shout out Bill's Mafia for their donations for Lamar's charity. After they saw he was hurt, they wasn't anything malicious they were like all right we support this guy i know we're competitors right now but let's donate to his charity they did like over two hundred thousand dollars yeah his charity which is crazy and uh you just love to see that as sports fans that it's about more than the actual game sometimes when um things like that happen yeah it makes it hard not to root for the buffalo bills right moving right. forward oh exactly yeah, great fan base great team young talent and, uh, yeah, just shout out to the defense. They made the play right there because that could have been a 10-10 to 10 ball game. If mm-hmm. Lamar gets that touchdown right there and Lamar's healthy going on forward, that could be a 10-10 game. They made the play that was necessary right there, and um, they got it done. So Yeah, and if you're going to put a lot of it on Lamar, then you need to turn around and put a lot of it on Justin Tucker. I mean, we've said oh, it multiple times goodness, on our podcast. Man. The most accurate kicker in NFL history, and he misses two field goals well within his range. But when, when plays a factor, and that is what it is, but you're a professional in the NFL, your job is to make field goals. You have to adjust in any way possible to see him miss, I think was a big hit to the team. You to know? the team at 100%. And you, once a kicker gets shook, like even the most consistent yep. kickers, like they start missing, then it's downhill. You can see it's in their head. You can see it's in their body language. They don't feel confident. And that was huge. I totally agree that it affected the entire team. Yeah, so – Moving forward, Bills, good matchup. Hopefully it's a great matchup. We'll see what happens, obviously, with Mahomes. We want him to be cleared because you you want the best athletes on the field to be able to determine who goes to the Super Bowl. Um, So wishing, obviously, health to Mahomes. But Talking about a Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. It's Mm -hmm. a quarterback league. Look at those four quarterbacks that Mahomes can go that are left in the final. Best four in this this season, I would say. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. So – all right, matchup number three, man. Probably mm-hmm. the best game. Again, 
it may not have been as close if Mahomes was still in. Uh, Brown 17, Chiefs 22. What do you got on this one, Pat? Man, well, it was 19-3 at half, but with the touchback rule that happened, I mean, it made it look a lot Sucks. wider mark <laughs> for that. Yeah. I think Mahomes came out firing, and it was started how I thought it would, to be mm-hmm. honest, that he would just get, you know, turn into playoff Mahomes. So that's what I take from that, that game of inches. My buddy uh, Johnny texted us that uh, it's a game of inches right there. An inch away, that's a touchdown. And then an inch less, it goes to touchback. And then yep. that just brings a whole new thing into play. You feel for Cleveland, but you know what? You, I will say this about Cleveland. They have a bright spot going forward, oh, and yeah. they should be very proud of their season. I love that their fan base was there to greet them when they came back to just awesome. make sure that their season was a success. They did have a chance right there. When they had the interception on Henny, I was looking. I was like, Baker. Go win a game. Go win it. Go win a game right here. Go win a game. They chose to run on the first two downs. Then they threw on the third down, and it wasn't enough. So, I mean, do you lean on Chubb there? Yes, but it was there for them. We just could have had it without we had our chance. (laughs) They did. You know, so I get it. That way they're a little upset with it. Well, I got a couple questions for you. Um, One – Stefanski deciding to punt on that. It would have been fourth and I think 12 or 13. Yes. Um, but there was only four, I think four minutes left in the game. And you only, I think they only had one timeout left. So yeah, I was a little iffy one. on that giving, I know it's Henny, but you're giving the ball back to Kansas city. You're going to lose at least a minute or two off that clock. If you get the ball back. So did you question that decision by him who we've said coach of the year, arguably? I, I didn't because Chad Henny just came off a bad pick. And let's get the ball to Chad Henney. Do you think he can really get a couple first downs to seal the game up? I would have felt confident that you could stop him. You punt him back and make sure they don't get in the scoring range. Yeah. I I like the decision. And they were third and 14 away from being right. And then gave up his body. (laughs) Shout out to Chad Hennessy. I'm giving Chad Hennessy. This guy didn't dress for the Super Bowl last year because he was told not to dress. And he got a Super Bowl ring, and he comes in one of the biggest games this year. He earned it on that play. (laughs) And he gets that play. And how about the stones, the nuts on Andy Reid? Right. On fourth and inches on the 50-yard line. If you miss that, you're five five points ahead. Like, Cleveland's going to go score. I, yeah. I have full confidence that Cleveland was going to go score right there. And they had just over a minute, I think, left. And you let Chad Henney throw the ball out of shotgun. And That's that was just – ballsy, man. Balls. The memes and the gifts of just the nuts on yeah. Andy Reid. <laughs> but, hell, man, that was a hell of a call. And, yeah. uh, and the, one, the one guy you should guard on that play in Tyreek Hill was not even close to being guarded. So, well, you know. listen, a lot of people didn't think that play was going to actually happen. Listen to yeah. Romo on that, too. That's and I'm going to get into Romo in a little bit about that. But they didn't think that play was – they were just going to, you know, go up there and try to draw them off sides. And they didn't yeah. think the play was actually going to happen. So, that's crazy. My other question for you on the Higgins fumble out of bounds. They got a lot of heat for that. The way that rule is, is you fumble out of the bounds, it's touchback, you give it to the other team. But why are you rewarding the other team when all he did was fumble the ball? Do you think that rule gets changed? Because a lot of players came out, you know, saying that it's just the dumbest rule, blah, blah, blah. And two, the helmet-to-helmet contact on the play that's mm. not a reviewable play. Does that now become a reviewable play? What, what's your opinion on those two? 
Now, the touchback rule, a lot of people don't like it. I mean, I'm not a big fan of it. But then again, you just think about it this way. All you need is the ball is just to touch the line, touch the line barely yeah. to get a touchdown. So it's it kind of favors you, the offense, by just reaching out and just barely not even crossing the line. If you just match it on the line right there, that's a TD. So I don't necessarily think that's a bad move. Well, I'll say this. I don't understand the rule. I don't understand why if the offense fumbles it out of bounds, it becomes a defense's ball. I don't really get that. I haven't looked into the writing of it and the reason behind it. There's a million things that the NFL does right. But they also screw up some rules. And just look at the overtime rules. Like, you are the most profitable, other than soccer, you're the most profitable professional sports league. And you have the most confusing overtime rules. You know, like some things they just get think into it a little much. Um, So we'll see. I mean, I don't know if it gets changed or if it gets reviewed or things like that, but those are obviously conversations moving in. My thoughts on the game, the Browns had a successful season, no matter which way you look at it. Let's see how they do with OBJ coming back. Um, I think Baker's now turned himself into an extremely successful quarterback in the NFL. He is the franchise quarterback for the the Cleveland Browns. He's going to be a great quarterback moving forward over the next couple of years. This was a big, be. big transition year for him when it comes to leadership, decision-making on the field. He just looks so much more in control where maybe last year, and it could be Freddie Kitchens and the hiring and the offensive system and all that. He was just very spastic with a lot of stuff. And this year, sure. he, even in the play, I mean, you saw it, they were driving down there on that play. I mean, he was throwing dimes all night, putting the yes. ball in just great spots. So That's huge for Cleveland moving forward. You have Hunt. You have Chubb. I was just shocked, and we said it going in. I think I said said it myself. For the Browns to win, they got to rush for over 200 yards. Hunt only carried the ball six times for 32 yards. You have two dynamic backs. You used them both in the game previous to get to this game against the Steelers. You don't continue with that. So I don't understand that, and and if you have those two backs, why you don't really use them, utilize them that much like that. Um, Game in and game out, I should say. I agree. I agree fully. Yeah, you know, being but, down at nineteen at three at half, it's hard to still continue so, to ride true, to run. True. But yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Um. Hill, hundred and ten yards, eight receptions. Kelsey, hundred and nine yards, eight receptions. I mean, mm-hmm. yep. it, they're just dynamite. So yep. let's hope Mahomes is healthy. It's just good for football. It's it, it won't put the asterisk over the bills if they win oh you won because Mahomes wasn't there like you want everybody at full strength so we'll see what happens with that uh moving forward through the rest of the week but it was a great game um and Chiefs are gonna have a really good matchup with the bills in case yeah. you, you know yep. so yep. bring it home Sunday all right let's jump in main event Bucks 30 Saints 20 possibly Drew Brees's last game kind of looked like it at the end uh what's your opinion on this one well, before I get into it, I want to give Brees his respect to a mm-hmm. living legend, you know, all-time pass leader in, the NFL, in, in history, all-time leader in completions, second all-time in passing touchdowns, uh, one of the best fantasy quarterbacks ever, ever <laughs> that he yeah. ever had. He brought me a championship. He's just a legend. He's just a great guy, good dad. You just see him out there. So it's sad and it's bad. it sucks for the NFL to see him go. Yeah. Now, I will say this. He could not throw it over 15 yards. Like, he Mm -hmm. could not, whether it's his ribs or – this kind of dates back to last season, too. He struggled throwing the ball. So, I feel in a way he was one of the big reasons why they lost is because they couldn't throw the ball. They couldn't go downfield. I thought Devin White was the best player on the field. 
And you call, he's, he said when he comes back, he's going to be a factor. Yep. And I said he didn't play in the Reds in the Washington football game, and Tampa's be- defense didn't look that great. He was out there making play. He was in on yeah, every tackle. Yep. He was getting, t- he's a stud. A yep. stud. So I thought he was the best player on the field. I, I, the last thing I'm going to say about it, too, is I think the narrative that Brady needs Bill is dead. dead. I think with that game, and I want to know what New England fans feel about that, especially DWB and uh, Mama Bear, what you guys think about that. I think the narrative already is dead by that, what we went out and did. So I'm just wondering. I, I sent my friends and I sent you the Bill Belichick where he's all beat up and has holes and yeah. uh, yeah. just looking at Belichick's face right now. <laughs> You want to hear this stat? He has started – he's been in the league, I think, 21 years, 21 seasons. He has started 19 seasons. He's been to 14 conference championships out of 19. That's better than 50%. That's, well, that's crazy. That is just crazy. That's more than any other franchises have been. And Tom Brady is just – he knows how to get it done. In the playoffs. So is that 13 AFC championships and now one NFC now championship? One NFC. He does it in both conferences now. It's crazy. <laughs> you it's said crazy. it. I mean, all he really had to do was play mistake-free football. Just threw for uh, just shy of 200 yards. He had two TDs. Fournette and Jones, I think, were a huge part of that because once you saw the turnovers happening, it was like, all right, let's run what? the ball. Let's see if we can move it. We'll get our passes here and there. I mean, AB only had one catch. Mike Evans only had one catch in that game. Cameron Brait was the leading receiver in that game. Godwin, mm-hmm. you know, I think Godwin got four catches, but Fournette yeah, I was mean, massive. He was Fournette, great. Fournette in the offensive line was massive. Tom Brady Dude. was hardly touched, and Fournette was getting his. Big Cat from Barstool calls him Playoff Lenny, and yeah. that's where they <laughs> shouted him out. But it's true, man. He gets it yep. done in the playoffs. I, I feel bad for Breeze because he goes out with three interceptions in his last game arguably i mean depending on if he retires i think we all know he's going to and you hate to see that as like the most accurate quarterback in the nfl your last game you throw the three picks so that kind of sucks great moment at the end of the game with him brady his kids his wife just hanging out um i have this i want to ask this question and now this could be more of like you were saying he couldn't throw the ball more than 15 yards michael thomas was irrelevant in this game yeah was that because of the defensive scheme of tampa bay or would you say, and I can't believe I'm asking this, I'm just doing it to get for shits and giggles and maybe get some reaction from people, that Breeze made Michael Thomas better than Michael Thomas really is? Hmm. Well, I'm not going to say – I think what I mean by that, let me, let me before people jump on me, I mean it, he's one of the top receivers in the NFL. But right. last year or two years ago, he was our number one – Boom, off the bat, 100 and whatever receptions, da 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 I still think he's one of the top receivers, but I don't know if he's the best receiver in the NFL. He might be a pro- – I think he is a product of Breeze, and his, his success is a product of Breeze for sure. But I also think that since Breeze couldn't throw it 15 yards down the field or 10 yards plus down the field, it took Thomas out of the game. I know sure. he's not a big deep threat, but, you know, past 10, 15 yards, he's a big yeah. body. You want to throw it to him down the field a little bit. So I'm going to give it more credit to Tampa Bay's defense for that one. And um, I would like to see what happens with them going forward with Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill and see what happens. But, I mean, Drew Brees was a huge part in why he got paid because he would target Michael Thomas Mm -hmm. and he made him the reception leader. And 
we will see how his career goes without Drew Brees. And you said it, it'll be interesting more Taysom Hill than Jameis Winston because in the two in the couple games that Taysom started, Michael Thomas did not play, correct? Because I right. think he was still out during yeah. the season. So we don't even know what the kind of rapport that they could build together. And Michael Thomas, they already announced today that he's having surgery on a couple things. I'm not exactly yeah. sure. So he may not so have he, even been close. He might not have been 100%. So I'm going to give him a little respect sure. for now to, just to see the verdict still out. But it's definitely a question that we can ask. You know? Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see in the 2022 season or 2021 season um, where the Saints end up and kind of and kind of where they go. They're, he's locked down. Kamara's locked down, obviously. Um, so again, like the Rams and like Baltimore, not a whole lot that needs to go into the team other than figuring out what they're going to do at that quarterback position. Um, yeah. yeah, good matchup Sunday. Great matchup Sunday. Great freaking matchup Sunday. It's going to be interesting, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just legacy right here. And like, who's going to take the step forward? I mean, Rodgers, Rodgers, you, mm-hmm. you got to win this game. And Tom, I think you still have to win this game. But I think there's more pressure on Rodgers. I sure. would say that because after his successful season, after he's been winning games and what he has on his resume as Super Bowl appearances and titles, he doesn't have it. Another yeah. guy just got there. So I'm going to put more pressure on Rodgers. I'm not telling you which way I'm leaning on the game yet, yeah, but yeah, yeah. let's see what happens. Well, that you, my son asked me last night, who do you think is going to the Super Bowl? And I looked at him and said, I'm not even there yet. Right? Not there I, need, yet. I need like 24, 48 hours before I start thinking that way. So sure. uh, well, yeah, we're not leaning there yet. We'll touch on that on our, uh, our next podcast on Friday. For um, sure. That's our divisional matchup breakdown. Um, that's it. I'm going to say this too. I've talked about Tony Romo. I thought yeah, Tony Romo was awful this weekend. I don't know why. <laughs> I get it. He was excited. And I yeah. I kind I was a Tony Romo fan of this play-by-play and announcing when he first came out. But dude, if you're gonna keep trying to guess what they're calling, you gotta be right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And the energy, I just didn't like it. It was kind of getting me out of the moment. I wanted just to watch and enjoy. And you're trying to call the shot of what exactly is going on, and it doesn't happen. So I give I give a goose egg to Tony Romo this weekend. Not saying he's not a good play-by-play announcer. Sure, I just yeah, not yeah. a big fan. And I would like to see Drew Brees be also mentioned as a new future commentator. Well, I think he has a con- – I don't know the but network, yes. but he does have a position in a booth waiting for him in that. I think it's Huge. Like 10 to $15 million a year range. Which, shit, if I could go into retirement and have that as my job waiting, sign me up, man. You know who would also be really funny is uh, Philip Rivers. I think yes, he would. He would. His, his golly, his, his just yeah. such a dorky personality. Him calling the game would be kind of funny. I don't know if it'll work. But I would like to see it, like, at least try and see what I, it would be like. It would be great because for that, whatever network that would be, they would never have to censor him. Because never. Where he just no. doesn't do it. His sound bites in his games are just hilarious. Whenever he's mic'd up, I just enjoy listening to him, too. So, yeah. that would be funny. Yeah. No, it, it'll be fun. Yeah, but I agree with you. Romo got a little annoying in that game. Um, let us watch it. Don't tell us every play that's happening. Like, we get you know, played. But. I don't mind him, but it, I – I was annoyed at the last play for that. I was like, oh, dude, Romo, let's not make this Shut about up. you. Yeah. Let's not make this about you. All right, right here. Yeah. Um, all right, Pat Daddy. Well, before we close out this episode, we're doing our top three power top three. rankings. This subject is vacation destinations that we've been to and that we thoroughly enjoy. Uh-huh. So 
you want to start it off with top three? I'll start it off. Yes. And, um, this is, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of breaking the rules with this one because this is not an actual destination because I feel like once I go on one of these, all the destinations are the same and it's a cruise ship. And I'm going to say cruise ship because you're, you're always going to like Key West, Cozumel, Mexico, Atlantis, Bahamas, or Cancun. I think that all just looks the same. But for me, I enjoy being on cruise ships because I like the feeling of not having to worry about everything back at home. I literally are turned off. Sometimes you don't have cell phone reception out there. You can Mm -hmm. kind of actually just fully enjoy what's on the ship. You meet people out there. You do the casino thing. You go and port. And, you know, I just think it's a good time. You know, there are a lot of drinks. You get the you get the packages. You do the oh, contests. Yeah. So I'm a big cruise ship guy. Now I know there's this might be dead now. But that's <laughs> yeah. going on. That industry might be. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm just liking this so much now that we we're not going to see this anytime soon. That's a good point. So I'm going to give cruise ships as uh, my third rank. Do you have a specific cruise line? I, I like Carnival, okay. <laughs> you know? yeah. and it's the cheapest one, but sure. I feel like that's the best partiers on there. You know, everyone's yeah. just kind of rowdy and fun. And Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, there's something about being in the middle of the ocean at night, just the moon, and it's like you're just away from the world. Um, sure. Yeah, cruise ships are dope. For me at number three, I've only been here once. It was last year. I have children. We went to Disney World, actually oh. paired up with Pat Daddy and his family. We had an absolute blast. Um, I think possibly going back this year, Jordan yes. Leeson. Um, Shout out. Excited for it. It's, I mean, if you have children, it's just the ultimate place to be. Just seeing the magic in their eyes, the magic for me too, as, as an adult, what Disney does is top notch. Uh, all the first rides, class. everything. It's just, it's just first class and it's a, it's a great time, a great week. Again, kind of get away from the world. Disney is their own little section of the world. Um, and we just had a blast doing it. So I'm excited to go back. So Disney World for me at number three. Oh, absolutely. We're huge Disney fans over here. We're going to have yeah. some Disney top threes coming down. We got oh, yeah. movies, Pixar's. We got all these things that we're going to get into Disney. So can't talk enough about Disney. Yeah. All right. What you got at number two? All right. So you'll send something after this. My next two. I'm not a huge crowd person. I kind of like just to be... Yeah. Enjoy with the people that you're with when you're on vacation, whether it be a group of people that's, you know, partiers or you want to be just with family. So I really enjoy Deep Creek, Maryland, and that's the largest inland body of water in Maryland. And you go there, you rent a cabin, there's wildlife, you can fish, you rent a boat, you go out there and you, you have fire pits at night. It's just kind of like a nice nature yeah. away from everything. You kind of tune out and you feel like you're on a real vacation, that's my type of vacation. That's my type of vibe. I love it. We, re- we go there every year, rent a boat, and go out there and do the thing. And uh, it's my favorite, for sure. I, I like that, too. I don't think, you ever, I don't think your, your vacation destination always has to be one of those top island locations, you know, just something close to home but kind of away. Yeah. It's always really nice. Uh, for me at number two, another one that I've only been to once, um, looking forward to going back in the next year or so. We went to Maui about 12 years ago, and it is nice, absolutely incredible. Um, in my next life, I might just live there because it's not <laughs> the island vibes, you know? It's just everybody's yeah. so happy, relaxed, peaceful. 
Um, it's beautiful water, beautiful resorts. I'm a big golfer, tons of golf courses to go and play, um, top notch golf courses. Uh, but it, it is, I mean, there's, there's a million islands, not a million, but there's a lot of islands in Hawaii, but for me, Maui was just spectacular. Um, nice. so hopefully we could take the fan back there in the next year or so, but at number two, Maui, it's always stuck with me after I went there. Um, and I itching to go back. Aloha. Aloha. All right. I've never been to Hawaii. That's on my bucket list. Gotta get there soon. You know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. All right. My number one, that not number only one. You go to, but if you go here, you go there and you make sure you come back. It's the Outer Banks in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite. It's the Barry of Islands off of the coast of North Carolina. They have open sea beach, parks, lighthouses, and just great places to eat. And uh, you can do everything out here. You can fish. You can go to the beach. In the summer, it is popping. Or you can go in the off season, which we always typically go. And we rent a big beach house, and we do it up. It's my favorite place in the world to go. And uh, just the best. Outer Banks, North Carolina. After we finish this pod, I'm going on vacation, by the way. There we go. We're yeah. gonna <laughs> uh, for me, at number one, it's very similar to you. Uh, it's a family vacation that my family and I have been taking now. I think we're eight or ten years in. Every single year we go, it's Cape Cod. Um, it's, we rent a house on a really beautiful lake down there. We're there for seven days. I have an older brother who's married. He's got four kids. They come down. And then I have two younger sisters. My oldest younger sister has one, one child, uh, my nephew, and they come out. And then obviously my youngest sister comes with my parents and then me, my two kids and my wife. We're there for seven days. Um, it, it works out for whatever reason, the way our family operates and the jobs that we have. Everyone has a break that first week in August. So we've been going that first week in August every year. You know, with our job, that's right when our finals end. Sure. We travel every single weekend for six and a half, seven months out of the year. We're working 40, 50 hours in those three days. By the time our season ends, it's time at the end of July, we're smoked and we're ready just to get away. It is my favorite place to be um, at the end of our season. It's a great relief. Same thing, rent a boat. Well, my parents have a boat, so we wake, we wakeboard, we wake surf, we fish. Um, yeah. The water's right out the backyard. And if you the know my stuff. family, and if there was a license for professional partying, that's I would it. Think that we would be licensed. So uh, they kick them back. Uh, they definitely know how to do it. It's Absolutely. a great seven days, but it has to end after seven days. For sure. Otherwise, we're no all going to die. So uh, Cape Cod for me at number one. That's a good list right there. Man, I yeah. want to go on vacation now. I know, right? <laughs> this is uh, torture right here. Yeah. I got to go to work rough. today. This sucks. <laughs> and we live on the East Coast where it's freezing cold outside. So Right, right. Yeah. Absolutely. But, hey, we'll get there. Vacation. We'll get there, man. Yep, absolutely. Well, right. Sibs, that does end this podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we will be back on Friday for our look at the conference championships moving oh, forward. Yeah. It's going to be great. Absolutely. And a preview for Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. That's a big fight this weekend. NHL's heating up. NBA, we're going to get into all those things. But tune in Friday. Check us out. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, everybody. Happy drinks. Peace.